0: Hear the Gospel of St. Matthew. But the chief priests and the elders persuaded the crowd to ask for Barabbas and to have Jesus executed. Which of the two do you want me to release to you? asked the governor. Barabbas, they answered. What shall I do then with Jesus who is called the Messiah? They all answered, crucify him. Why? Why? What crime has he committed? asked Pilate, but they shouted all the louder, crucify him. See, how could it have changed so fast? How could so many people turn so quickly? Wh- what were these people thinking? This bloodthirsty mob crying out for death, how how could they? <laughs> these people. They've experienced the overwhelming beauty and love of who Jesus is. These people crying out for blood have, have sat at his feet. They have, they have heard him teach about the coming kingdom of God. They have heard him proclaim God's dear love for his people. And they, they have received his good gifts. How could they? These, these people have seen Jesus... Performed the miraculous. They have seen him give sight to the blind. They have seen him make the lame walk. They have seen him heal a woman with a chronic disease. How, how could they? These people have, have heard Jesus speak with authority they've seen him command demons the demons who even believed in him and trembled they've seen him cast demons out and banish them into the sea how could they and some of these people some of these people have have even received his forgiveness Some of these people have have heard the sweet words of Christ wiping away all of their transgressions as he would speak to them gently. They have been on the receiving end of what Jesus has come to bring, forgiveness, life, and salvation. They have heard the very words of eternal life spoken to them. They have cried out, Lord, save me, and they have been answered. So how could they? How, how could it have changed so fast? How could so many people turn so quickly? This, this bloodthirsty mob crying out for death only a few days prior shouted out words of of welcome and praise. Hosanna, Hosanna, they cried. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna to the Son of David. Hosanna in the highest. But now, now. Their cries of praise and adoration have have turned. They've turned to cries of mocking rejection. Their cries of cheerful hope and praise have have turned to shouts of violent hatred. Their cries of joyful welcome have turned into cries of desperate condemnation. Their cries of Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest, have turned to cries of crucify him, crucify him, crucify him. And we ask, how could they? How could this bloodthirsty crowd call for the death of the Lord of life? How could this bloodthirsty crowd violently condemn the Prince of Peace? How could this bloodthirsty crowd disdain the Son of God? How could they? And so we sit here on this side of the passion narrative, and and we wonder how this crowd could have done such a thing. It It doesn't make any logical sense. It doesn't add up that this crowd, who has been on the receiving end of so much truth, grace, and beauty from Jesus, that they would turn on him in a fit of rage and anger in merely four days. And it causes us to think, Have you ever thought, what happened with this mob? See, I I remember when I was young and I was in my church growing up, and every kind of Good Friday, they would do this thing when they would read the Passion Narrative. And when it got to the moment where the crowd would cry out condemning Jesus, the Son of God, they, instead of just reading the words, would play this recording. And what this recording was, was this crowd of people all chanting in unison, crucify him, crucify him, crucify him. And I remember sitting there as a, a young boy, hearing these people with so much anger, so much hate, so much disdain, wondering how they could cry such a thing. And I sat there, and I hated the mob for this. And I would sit there and think, and I sort of assume that maybe some of you, if not a lot of you, are just like me, because I would think, how could they? I would, I would think that, that if I was there back then, in that place, in that praetorium, that I would have stood up for Jesus. I used to think that I I would not have shouted the name of Barabbas, Barabbas, but instead I would have faithfully followed him and that I would have cried out the name of Jesus, 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 save Jesus. But we so often think that we are far better than the villains of Scripture. We so often think that we would have stood up for what was right, yet we so rarely think how wrong that we are. Because every single moment that we sin, it is a cry of rejection. Every single sin we commit is a cry of violent condemnation. Every single sin we commit is a cry of mocking hatred. With every sin we commit, we become more and more like one of the mob. And we have received the gifts of Jesus no different than they had. We gather here week in and week out, and we hear the authoritative word of Jesus. We have experienced the the mysteriously miraculous when we were claimed as Christ's own in the waters of holy baptism. We have heard his tender and sweet words of forgiveness enter into our very ears. We have received forgiveness, life, and salvation. They belong to us. We have been gathered and called into God's beautiful kingdom. But when it becomes time to take up our cross and follow Him, we say, But what about me? What about my happiness? What about my hopes? What about my dreams? What about my comfort? What about my success? And whether we know it or not, we are crying, Crucify Him. See, when it comes time for us to, to order our life around God's commands, God's will for our lives, we say, we say, Well, I can do whatever I want. I'm independent. I'm free. I am strong. And with so many words, we cry, Crucify him, crucify him. When it comes time to to order everything in our lives, including our money around Jesus. When it comes time to tithe with our gifts and with our offerings, we say, well, well, hold on. That is, that is my money. And we cry, crucify him, crucify him, crucify him. When God's word tells us to to honor and love and respect our bodies, for they have been made in the image of God, and they are beautiful, and they are created, and they belong to Jesus. And we, we say, no, 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 it is my body, it is my choice, and with so little words, we cry, crucify him. And when it comes time to, to confess Christ, the moment when we should finally be speaking, we remain silent. And even in our silence, we cry, crucify him. Brothers and sisters, every single sin is a denial of Christ. Every single sin is a denial of his lordship over our lives. And we too have cried out as one of the mob, crucify him. And we have cried out. And they have cried out, and they sent our dear Jesus to the cross where they took the Lord of life, the Son of God, the Prince of Peace, and they beat him, flogged him, spit upon him, pierced him, and killed him. And they were even content with his blood being on their hands. They were content bearing the guilt for killing him. Let his blood be upon us and our children, Caiaphas would cry no shame in their brutality and injustice, and yet, and yet even though they would reject him, even though they would deny him, even though they cried, crucify him, Jesus still has one more gift to give them. See, Jesus would cover this bloodthirsty crowd with his own blood. And the death they so passionately cried out for would be the death that would bring them life. Jesus would bring their guilt upon his shoulders, and he would bear their own shame. He does the same for you. No matter how many times you have cried out, crucify him in your life. No matter how much you have sinned or continue to sin, no matter how egregious, horrific, or shameful, no matter how many times you have shouted at the top of your lungs, Barabbas, Jesus continues to give to you. In sin you have cried out for his blood as one of the bloodthirsty crowd. But in response, Jesus does not withhold from you what he has to give. Instead, in response, Jesus said, you want blood? Take and drink. This is my blood for you, for your forgiveness of all your sins. Do this as often as you drink it. And this blood is freely given for you. And we receive it in faith. And this blood of Jesus gives what it promises. This blood that Jesus pours out does what it says, and it strengthens us each to rise new each and every morning. So every morning we can wake up, and instead of crying to crucify Jesus, we can crucify ourselves along with him. We can put our sinful self to death along Jesus. We can pick up our cross. We can conform our lives. We can die with Jesus so that we may rise with him. Now while we may be one of the mob, we ought to remember that Jesus died for every single person chanting for his death. See, this mob... The one that we so often find ourselves a part of was made up of people like you and like me. This mob was made up of people who came there for all sorts of reasons, who had done all sorts of things. This mob was made up of people from all sorts of places, and it looked all sorts of ways, and, and the amazing thing is that this mob has now turned into a great multitude, and this multitude is made up of people from every tribe and every nation. This mob that turned into a multitude is made up from people that speaks every tongue and every language. This mob is now a multitude of people that well looks like every color under the sun and it is this mob this multitude that at one point chanted crucify him and in response this mob this now multitude is washed in the blood of the lamb see it was by his death you received life It is by the blood of the Lamb that you are forgiven. And so now we can cry the same words that Caiaphas spoke without understanding. We can understand fully and cry out, Lord, let your blood be upon us and our children. This curse that Caiaphas once spoke now becomes a blessing. This curse now becomes a promise to you. Because although we cry, crucify him, Jesus spills his blood for you. And it is by this blood, my brothers and sisters, that you can be confident and sure that your sins are forgiven, paid for by Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world. Amen. And may the peace of God which surpasses all understanding keep our hearts and minds in Jesus Christ. Amen.